Episode 77 of Outlander Cast is brought to you by Audible, the best place to get your digital downloads for all of your favorite books. Go to audible.com slash outlandercast to get a free 30-day trial. All the way from Cranston, Rhode Island, welcome to Outlander Cast. It's a podcast dedicated to the show Outlander on Stars. Welcome, I'm your host, Mary Larson. Hello. Reese. <laughs> Larson. Reese Larson. <laughs> and my name's Blake, and that was my adorable, beautiful son. He is making his first real appearance on this show uh, in quite some time, as a matter of fact. Yeah, he's usually asleep, and, and come here, come here. Why are you not asleep right now, Reese? Because I'm not feeling good. <laughs> It's not fire. fire. Reese, can you tell everyone what holiday did we just celebrate? Uh, Was it Valentine's Day? Yeah. Say happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. And what do you say to Mama on Valentine's Day? Uh, uh, What do you say to me? Happy Valentine's Day. Do you say I love you? I love you. That's right. Whoop, you're dropping things. So today's episode <laughs> is all about, here, you can borrow this, is all about the love languages. And, um, you know, we, we love our son. We love our son dearly, and he's not sleeping. So we're just going to record with him. On stars? Say Outlander, on stars. Outlander, on stars. Good boy. Good <laughs> job. That's my boy. I'm proud of him. He's a, a young podcaster in the making right there. You gotta wait for the music, kiddo. They come at different <laughs> segments. We chat most of the time. <laughs> so you might fall asleep by the end of this, kiddo. <laughs> Let's hope. Let's hope he falls asleep. I know. So uh before we bore you to death with our son, um, I think we should definitely talk about the five love languages of Outlander. Uh and this was actually a post written by the intrepid Janet Reynolds, our associate editor. Uh, for the Outlander cast blog, she created all this, and we thought this was such a great time because it's it's Valentine's Day, and I love my darling, beautiful bride here uh, in front hey. of me. She is she's the best thing that's ever happened to me, and um, we we were having this discussion you. You can about hear yes, you Do can you hear me, Daddy. Yeah, and we were having this discussion I about you, Daddy. I know you can about love languages. <laughs> And uh, and what our love languages are, and and what do we like, and, and we then we were reading the post, and we said, oh, this is totally really cool episode for Outlander because we're going to discuss the love languages between the couples that we have noticed. And yeah, some have, of the couples have fallen in love with. And the great uh, thing Outlander. about this is it's like a total discussion. So if you agree, disagree, please head on over to the Outlander cast blog because Janet and the rest of the blog staff, we would just want to know your thoughts. And if there's other relationships that you'd like to dissect when it comes to the love languages. All right. So in case you're like, what is this love language that you're talking about? This guy named Gary Chapman wrote a wildly popular book called the five love 
languages. It's been on the bestseller list gets this since 2009. So here's the whole basic gist of the book. We give and we receive love differently. And the key to success in maintaining a relationship says Gary, is to know how you and your partner like to give and receive love and then wait for it. You actually have to let each other know what your love language is and then do it. This guy, Gary, has been married for 45 years, so he knows what he's talking about a I little bit. So. I would you know? say so. Hey, that was <laughs> abrasive. So, I mean, the whole idea is that love isn't just love. Like, mm-hmm. there's different languages of love there's different ways to express love so here are the five different ones that gary has marked off gift giving pretty Mm self-explanatory quality time words of affirmation acts of service or devotion and physical touch i know you can hear me reese how do you like to show love do you like gifts or do you like to say (laughs) i love you gifts yeah, I know yeah, you we, like this. We know right. that one. My love, what exactly? Let, let, the big question here is, yes. what exactly is your love language? My love language. So there's two different ones. There's the way that you like to give it mm-hmm. and the way that you like to receive it. So um, my number one is acts of service or devotion. So if someone does something for me, goes out of their way, does something to help me, um, that is huge, huge, huge. And then my second one would be quality time. I really love quality time. In the way that I give love, I definitely think acts of service as well, but I really am a huge like words of affirmation. I, I love praising people mm-hmm. and letting people know um, that I care about them verbally or even through text. How about you, Blake? <laughs> Uh, okay. Well, I could pretty much guarantee that m- the way that I want love is via physical touch. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just, I'm that kind of person. I want that. And the w- I kind of want words of affirmation too. So we kind of meld in that way. Yep. But the way that I give love is definitely gift giving and, uh, physical touch. Mm-hmm. I, I, th- those two, for some reason, I just, I don't know why that, that just, it just tickles my fancy. We'll put it that way. Awesome. So, my love, now we don't have to keep talking about us. Now You now know way more about us than anybody ever actually <laughs> intended. Uh, what do you say we get into the rest of the episode and actually discuss the reason why we're here, which is the whole point of uh, Outlander and uh, the five languages of love, as, again, written by Janet Reynolds, our intrepid associate editor. All right, so Janet actually broke down her post by looking at some of the Outlander couples, and we're going to start off with Colm and Letitia. <laughs> should we? <laughs> no, no, we? no, no, no. Okay, all right. We won't. So, we won't. We won't mention how you pronounced that <laughs> when I first read the books. <laughs> when I first read, yeah. <laughs> no, it's okay. Come on. Okay, so <laughs> when you first read the books, what were you calling her? Letita. <laughs> Reese is laughing and he doesn't even know why. Oh, yeah, Blake Latina. loves Blake loves seeing this name written because he's like, "Oh, Mary, do you remember? Do you remember what you called that character?" Latita. <laughs> Before you listen to the audiobook. And then we were like, "No, honey, no, it's Letitia." I just don't know how to read. All right. Well, let's hear about Colum and Letitia. Okay. 
Colm is clearly an acts of service kind of guy, followed but probably by words of affirmation. We see that in everything from the annual fealty oaths and the clan mem- members must give to his anger when he feels as if people who matter to him haven't done the right thing. Remember his rage when he discovered Dougal was collecting money for the Jacobite Rebellion yes. behind his back? Yes! Or Colm's anger when he discovered Jamie had married a Sassanac, undermining his plan, at least initially, to have Jamie take over the clan until Hamish was of age. Do you remember this, my darling? Yes, you know what just sucks? You don't really get to see a ton of love, love, love from Colm. Uh, yeah. they love, love, love. So, so now here, here we're, now we're talking about essentially what the definition of love language is. Are yep. we talking love like I want to bang love or are we talking like you're my people and I love you? Uh, I, it, so, I just think I'm thinking the broad sense and that's why I agree that acts of service would definitely be column. You know what I mean? Like, right. are you are you being honest with me? Are you doing things to please me? Are you standing to your oath? So I totally agree that acts of service would be columns, number one. And Letitia, of course... What, 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 otherwise yeah. known as... Do it. Letita. Is a bit more unknown. She and Colum uh, seem to have a good working relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't really see that. Kind of like House of Cards. Yes, she certainly <laughs> gets uh, the need to show him acts of devotion. Um, she, we all know, had sex with his brother so that Colm could have the air that he needs for his clan stability. I mean, how crazy is that? Yeah. Not only did she, it's not like she got to have sex with, oh, so Jamie. Like, oh man, <laughs> guess I'm going to have to take one for the team. Like, Twist my arm, will you? Granted, Dougal, you know, Dougal is, is something else, but Dougal, Dougal's like, a little hey, crazy. Guess who you have to have sex with? Dougal. I mean... Right? Come on I mean, now. his physique and who knows, but he's just he, like, he's, he's in crazy. Shape. He is in shape. I would just be, I'd be like, let's just, let's make this very, very. Here, here's a side note. Do bald headed guys turn you on? Do you like bald heads or are you not a bald head person? I don't know. You I, don't know. Because I have a, I have a, you have a, a great head of hair. I do. It's probably like my one redeeming quality. <laughs> you have many. So anyway, <laughs> she obviously uh, does these acts of service and and is devoted because she sleeps with her husband's brother just to get an heir. But what makes her tick emotionally? Janet says that she's going to uh, uh, say that. Letitia needs acts of devotion as well, and maybe words of affirmation as her secondary. So they're a pretty good match, you mm-hmm. know, and that's why they are such a great working relationship. Mm-hmm. Now, can we please go to one of my favorite couples? Yes, of season we can. Two? Yes, oh we can. my gosh, <laughs> Suzette and Murtaugh. Oh boy! Now I'm just going to throw this out there. Yep, they're both a uh, a, a, t- a physical touch person. Oh, <laughs> In your opinion? In my opinion, they're both a physical touch person. Yes, you can disagree with Janet because... Uh, <laughs> say hi. Hi. You want to sing love? Love, love, love. <laughs> Good boy. Nice job. So, Suzette and Murtaugh, tell me about Janet's point of view with Murtaugh and then we can discuss. Okay, well, Murtaugh is clearly an acts of devotion, man. Now, I you know, okay, what kind of devotion was he showing to, to, to Suzette? Okay, well, this is a list of how he shows love, according to Janet, from killing a boar with a knife for the woman he loved to his many acts for Jamie is long and impressive. Because remind you, Murtaugh had some love before Suzette. Right, he did. Okay, he, so we're, he was we're just trying with... to understand Murtaugh's 
love language. And, and am I wrong in saying that he was in love with Jamie's mom? You are totally right. Okay, good. Look I, at you remembering. Now I do remember that. It's because it's because I'm awesome. That's the thing. <laughs> you show watcher. He's also a man of few, but often so on target words. So he is definitely not a words of affirmation person. Instead of Murtaugh's secondary love language is quality time. His entire life is devoted to helping and being with Jamie. With Suzette, he seems to value being with her whenever he can. And in that conversation with Claire, after she discovers the two of them in bed, he leaves to go to spend time with Suzette. See, here's the one thing. Is it time or is it quality time? Wink, wink. (laughs) You know, is it more the physical attach? That's why I'm saying I think it's this is more of a physical kind of thing. Yeah. I feel like I feel like he's into into, you know, handholding. And, and, and such. <laughs> I totally agree, though, that devotion is number one because, uh, gosh, you know, he's just taking care of Jamie. He's and, taking care of Jamie, A, because he loves Jamie. And, like, I believe yes. love is for all different types of people, not just the person that you are physically. Frozen taught us that. Frozen did. <laughs> yes. Hey, Reese, can you sing Let It Go? Let it go. Let it go. Can't hold me back anymore. Let it go. <laughs> You never see me cry. Yeah, I stand <laughs> a light Oh, good boy. Adina Menzel, watch out. <laughs> Reese Lawson is coming. Okay, so Suzette is like Letitia, a wait, bit wait, of wait, a mystery. No, no. Like who? <sighs> Letita. Okay, just throwing that out <laughs> She's there. She's a servant who literally makes a living through acts of service. Okay, that is what she does for her job. Mind you, she's always doing it smiling. That's really true. Ha- happy worker. But that's not love. Instead, Janet thinks physical touch is her primary love language, and it's not just because she and Murtaugh start their relationship by p- tumbling into bed. She fusses with him when he's dressing for the for the robbery. Do you mm-hmm. remember? Like, really taking care of him. Like, oh, yes. I'm going to be touching you and helping you get ready, and this isn't even like a totally sexual thing. This is just because I love to show you love mm-hmm. while touching you. Okay. And pecks him on the cheek and effectually touches him whenever they meet up. So touching... Definitely matters to this woman. I loved this relationship. I loved that they had it in the television show. Yeah, I thought it was cute. It was so cute. And it was good for Murtaugh to to have that. To have a little action. Have a little action. And because, you know, the funny thing is, is because they brought him a little action, it made me feel like Murtaugh wasn't long for this world. Yes. You know, because usually when they introduce a kind of oddball relationship in television and it just comes out of nowhere... That usually means, all right, that's it, killing time. Oh, well, speaking of which, Alex and Mary, they're next. <laughs> oh, rot row. Okay, so Alex is clearly all about the acts of devotion. He watches over Mary after she's been raped, and in what has to be that act of devotion to beat all acts of devotion, he ensures that she and their unborn child will be protected by his brother's fortune and place in society after he is dead by arranging Mary's marriage to one Blackjack Randall. So could one kind of think that Alex's secondary love language maybe could have been physical touch since he and Mary did the deed? Well, well, I think all of these couples did the deed and thereby they all want physical but this touch. Was like, this was a little racy, Okay. That Alex and Mary had sex. Oh, premarital sex. That's what I'm getting at. Okay. Like, it's not like you're Suzanne Murtaugh, like, whatevs, this is what we do. This is little prim and proper Mary. It's not like some little random millennial, you know, running around (laughs) (laughs) Cambridge, you know, or whatever. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, 
this is this was very different. This was a very different situation. Yeah, I could get on board with that. But I also could see him as um the words, like using using his words, you see, his I always, words of affirmation. Like I could totally picture him, you know, scrawling all these love letters and being so eloquent and writing poetry and all that kind of stuff. I feel like Alex would be a hipster today. And like, he's like all into that. Like he, he'd be one of those really emotionally touched guys. That's like super sensitive and like cries every five minutes because of whatever, you know, that's what I feel like. He'd have like a beautiful Instagram feed of flat lays <laughs> And like and lattes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> lattes all the like pretty lattes with the swirls. That would totally be Alex. <laughs> okay. So for, for Mary, words of affirmation seem to be her primary love language. Their relationship begins with talking and is built on talking and writing to each other. He supports me. She tells Claire defiantly when they accidentally meet up at the apothecary shop. So their love is seeded by words by Mary feeling that she has finally literally found someone she can talk to. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So Janet believes that her secondary love language is acts of devotion, which is one reason she and Alex likely work so well together in their short relationship. You know, she works at the L'Hopital and uh, bamboozles her family so she can secretly take care of Alex to pay for medicine. She pawns her jewelry. Okay, this I, is, I get you that one. This is hardcore. I'll co-sign on that one. Yeah, me too. I just, I, again, I still feel like, I feel like Alex belongs in the friend zone. What do you mean? I feel like he's a friend zone kind of guy. <laughs> not with Mary. <laughs> Apparently not. And that's what I like. You know, it's like friends, friend zone people deserve relationships too. I was a friend zone person. Oh, I, I was the biggest friend zone person. That's why we were meant to be. It's me and Ryan Reynolds. You know what I, you know what I hated? When I was in high school, Yep. people always told me, Mary, you're going to be a great college girlfriend. Like, you're <laughs> really? going to be a great college girlfriend. I was like, why? And they're like, ah, oh, just because you're like so easygoing. Like, high school girls, they're all about like, oh, look at me. I have to like be so perfect in makeup and I have drama, drama. And I was like, are you saying I'm not pretty because I don't really care about doing my makeup that much? I'm, <laughs> I'm busy. I'm a band girl who plays volleyball. Leave me alone. But they're like, no, you're just, you're just so chill. Like, you're going to be a great college girlfriend. That's why you don't have a boyfriend. I was like, oh, okay. All right. And then when I was in college, you want to know what they said? What? Mary, you're going to be like a great girlfriend in real life because you're not into like drama and you're not worried about like getting wasted at parties. Like you don't do this kind of stuff. Like you're like, you're like kind of grown up. You're going to be a great real life girlfriend. You're just a major nerd. And I was like, great. Thanks. Thank Permanent you. friend zone. Until I got hitched. Anyway, let's move on to one of my now, favorite characters. Now, oh. this is one of my, I think this might be my favorite Couple? relationship. Yeah? Out of all of Outlander so Really? Far. Yeah, I think so. I mean. Tell me. Although, uh, of course, I do love Claire and Frank. But Stop. I do. I do. What do you want me to tell you? I'm I team Frank. I want to vomit. I want to vomit. I'm, I'm, I'm team Frank. Gagging. He Cons- cares for Claire in a way that just not t- a lot of men just, do. Just, you know what? Now that we have to wait till September, I can't even hold my tongue. <laughs> I Ian- can appreciate. I can appreciate. I mean, I just, I just rewatched episode one, season one. Uh, having fun in Castle Leoc and, and just rolling around in the bed. Mm-hmm. There is a little something there, but let's just get to this beautiful okay. relationship. Ian and Jenny Murray. Yes. I really love this relationship. This one feels real. I to can me. get behind you on this. Because you know, they talk about being stubborn and, and you know, 
grabbing them by people by the horns and bulls and like they just get each other like through the thick and the thin good things and bad they love each other and like they're there for each other mm-hmm. right so like the other outlander men ian's primary love language according to janet is acts of devotion he and jamie got whipped together as young boys and fought side by side in france no wonder he responds so deeply to jenny's refusal to let him die when his leg is amputated she is speaking his love language loud and clear. Mm-hmm. That's because Jenny, too, shows love through her actions. She puts her body on the line when her brother is whipped by Blackjack Randall. She gets on a horse hours after giving birth and throws herself in front of a British soldier's horse and brands said soldier during her mission <sighs> to save Jamie when he's on his way to Wentworth Prison. All the while, manually expressing breast milk. I'm just, I'm throwing that in no, there. No, I just can't get on the getting on a horse after having a baby. That, wow. This Without a donut. Yep. Without an inflatable donut. You know what, Jenny is not what? a good high school girlfriend. <laughs> not a good high school girlfriend. <laughs> correct. Not correct. a good college girlfriend. Good real life girlfriend. Just good, like my good beautiful wife. bride exactly. across the way from me. I totally agree. Solid, solid couple. Acts of devotion. All the way. So both Jenny and Ian manage Lally Brock on their own during extremely ty- trying times with no idea of where Jamie is or when slash if he will ever return. What do you think is Jenny's secondary love language, Blake? And yet when the lair does return, they step back ready to assume their secondary place in castle life. Now, her secondary. I don't think, you know. What would you feel, man? I... Huh. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm thinking quality time. I was just about to say that you ripped it out of my out of my mouth. Yeah. And I say quality time because when Jenny originally met Claire, mm-hmm. it was like she got massive bitch face. Like she was like pointed, like it went all ghetto, and was like this wench over here. She don't talk. <laughs> Don't talk unless spoken to. Okay. But after she got a chance to spend some quality time with Claire, yep. they were they were like BFFs. I know. And you know how Claire just so longingly when she visits Lolly Brock and she just remembers all these wonderful times they had together. You know that serious quality time took place there. Right. Well, yes, I agree. And, and they certainly developed a great bond between each other. But speaking of bonds, I think the bond of all bonds is Jamie and Claire. But before we get to them... I thought you were just going to say James Bond. (laughs) Anyway. Before we get to them, we do want to remind you that this episode uh, of Outlandacast was made possible by Audible. Audible, of course, is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. So just go on over to audible.com slash outlandercast and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a a title for free and start listening. It is that easy. Okay, so literally, guys, we now know that Outlander isn't coming back until September. That is a lot of time to go and listen to some of these audiobooks. So they have tons and tons and tons of books for your selection. I mean, I was just looking through this. And if you want to freshen up on Voyager, they've got Voyager, they have Drums of Autumn. I mean, they have everything. 
all of these books. So no they matter where you have the Lord John Gray series, I guess too. And yep. they they had literally every book that Diana has ever written on audiobook. They even have the Making of Outlander, which just of course came out the end of last year. So if you wanted to to listen to that, that right. one's only five hours. So we know that all of you like to listen to content. I mean, you're listening here to a podcast, so it's great because you can listen to a book while you're doing your everyday life, while you're driving, while you're going for a walk with your dog while you're doing dishes. I listen to it in the car all the time. That's when I listen to books because that's when I can like escape a little bit and I love it. So I just really want to make sure that you guys know, head on over to audible.com slash outlandercast. You can start your free 30 day trial now. You can Gosh, just escape to a whole different world. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, when I was driving, uh, when, when I was preparing, you remember the, the History of Scotland episode that we did a yeah. number of episodes back? If you haven't gotten a chance to do it, we did a History of the Jacobites. Uh, I was actually listening to an audio book that I downloaded via our, our Outlander cast uh, handle. Uh, it was called uh, Culloden, Scotland's Last Battle and the Forging of the British Empire. Ooh. And it was a great way to get me back into that. So even if you're not, even if you read all of the Outlander books and you're like, you, you've read them multiple times and you're kind of sick of it by now or you just- you They're just, not sick. Or, but you really love the book and you don't want to do the audio book. Or maybe they own the CDs already. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can learn about Scotland and its history. I mean, there there's a whole bunch of different things, like the Culloden one I just talked about. Uh, there's a book called The Hammer of the Scots, which is uh, the legacy of Edward Longshanks, the conquest of Scotland. Remember Longshanks from Braveheart, mm-hmm. the, the old king? Uh, there's uh, there's books about Mary, Queen of Scots. There's there's a whole like litany of books here that you can just learn about Scotland as you're driving and doing all, all that other stuff. The last one I actually listened to was The Girl on the Train. You know, the, what, the new movie that just came out yep. with Emily Blunt? I loved that book. That was phenomenal. So seriously, guys, you can't make more time. You can't, but you can make the most of it. So turn your commute or your chores or your walk, whatever, your workout, anything into something more with a free trial at Audible. You can go to audible.com slash OutlanderCast to start now. So say we all. Preach, (laughs) preach. All right. So now we're back. We're back in. We're back for the big finale of the best relationship the the relationship that these books are founded on which is Jamie and Claire. Okay. So Jamie and Claire, like Ian and Jenny, Jamie and Claire speak the same love language in spades. And it is because of this that they unite so strongly and give each other for the most part what they need. In that sense, they are the perfect match. And while the marriage might have been arranged in a question of convenience initially, That Jamie and Claire speak as one is clear almost from their wedding night. Both of them show love through acts of devotion with a physical touch as their secondary. I don't know about that one. I feel like physical touch is... is, uh, is... Just keep reading. Okay. Claire literally lives her love language as a healer, constantly reaching out to help others. Her acts of devotion toward Jamie start before she even realizes it. As she helps reset his dislocated collarbone, he holds her on that horse, covering her in his plaid and offering her a dram of whiskey. Their love literally allows them to save each other repeatedly. So remember, in The Reckoning, Jamie takes on BJR with nothing more 
than an unloaded pistol in his bare hands. And then in The Devil's Mark, he takes on an entire mob. Claire braves the Wentworth prison to save Jamie and later in the Abbey literally goes with him into the depths of his tortured soul to pull him back to life and love after he is raped and tortured by BJR. In season two, Claire does the deed. I can't even say the word right now because my three-year-old is right here with the king and along the way ends up murdering the Comte to redeem the relationship while Jamie offers for the second time the ultimate of devotion. He sends Claire this time successfully back to safety through the stone. So in some ways, physical touch is simply a variation of an act of devotion, an extension, if you will, as you give yourself to another and provide loving touches that you believe your partner will enjoy. And you know what? I'm just going to take a sidestep, you know, that you see this, you see this so, so much, especially Jamie, uh, pleasing Claire uh, you know it, it's not surprising then that Jamie and Claire unite here too so just how closely are the two aligned is clear almost from their first kiss do you remember when Jamie said does it ever stop the wanting you <laughs> the answer then and in the books is notably no and in season two it's worth noting that Jamie and Claire spend much of the season at odds until they return home to Scotland and season two also had like no sex and very little intimacy. I mean, they did have the blue lit pregnancy sex. Yeah, okay. Um, but it's just further proof of how things can go awry when a couple is not being true to their love needs. And I would say that their love needs and their love languages are really, I think, primarily physical touch. That's what you think. I do, because when, Jan- Janet when they- Janet thinks it's devotion, and, I, and Blake I, thinks I get it's it. physical. I get it. And the reason why I say that it's physical touch is because things do go awry so quickly mm-hmm. when they aren't being physical with each other, right? You, you see that. We did have the blue lit sex scene, which was, by all accounts, not by all accounts, by my account, extremely hot. I will I will give you that. But when they're not being physical, they're, they're just kind of falling apart a little mm-hmm. bit here. Uh, and not until the end when they finally find each other again and realize that they really do love each other, that's when he kind of sends her away and says, holy crap, uh, you know, we have to do this. So it's it's interesting because, you know, Claire shows love in, and so does Jamie for not just their spouse. I think if you think of it outside of just the spousal love. Oh, you know, definitely. Claire, like, isn't super huggy, huggy. You know, she doesn't come up to Suzette. She doesn't come up to all of her friends and be like, oh my God, come here. Give me a squeeze. You <laughs> no, know, that's not Again, Claire. she's not a millennial. <laughs> no, but... <laughs> from Cambridge. But I think that that's something to be said, too, in regards to her love language, that really it is acts of devotion. Like, she is a giver and so is Jamie. However, I totally see Jamie being a hugger. Don't you? Oh, Jamie's a wicked like, hugger. Like, he will hug everyone. He's like a 13-year-old little girl who wants to hug everybody. <laughs> you get a hug. You get a hug. Everybody you get gets a, a hug. hug. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I totally know that I agree. Physical touch is way up there. But acts of devotion, what these two do for each other um, in in acts is huge. So I agree with Janet on this, but... Physical is a very here, close second. Here is so. one that is conspicuously missing. Who? Frank. What? And again, I'm Team Frank here, so okay. I got I got to support my boy. Okay. So you're trying to figure out what Frank's love language is. Yes, and 
I've been I've been going back and forth on this one because I knew I was going to bring this one up. And here's the here's the thing. I say it's quality time. Mm. I say it's quality time. Because when he gets a chance to spend time with Claire so often, he falls madly in love with her and decides immediately we're getting married. And I don't damn your parents, damn all that stuff. Let's get married in some little church over here and we'll figure it out later. And then when they finally reunite, are they physical? Perhaps. Are they giving gifts? Perhaps. But what's the one thing that they that he wanted to do most? It was go spend time with her in the Highlands. Granted, it was to do some research about his family. Uh-huh. I, I will give you that. They did separate at one point. Not one, but, but you, you know what I mean. But I'm the, disagreeing. Okay, what, what do you got for Frank? I think that it actually be acts of service as well. Really? Okay, why? Yes, why? and I think that this is why he and Claire did hit it off. Um, I don't think it was quality time. I mean, here he is on his second honeymoon and he's spending so much of his time researching. And remember when Claire was like, oh, I'm kind of getting tired. I'm going to go head back. He should go back with her. I mean, whatever. Yes, they're there for a long time. Maybe they can have a little alone time. But boyfriend was really excited to go inside those books. Okay, he was more excited to learn more about Black Jack Randall than to go have some quality time, wink, wink, nudge, nudge with his wife. Granted, he can have it later. But I'm just saying, Blake, I know you and I, and when you haven't been with me for a long time, you don't want to see other people. True. You don't want to spend, because you want to spend quality time with me. Whereas I see acts of service because Frank, especially what we get to learn through the show, Frank looked for Claire so hard. Mm -hmm. He looked and looked and looked for her. And she came back pregnant with another man's baby and he still stood by her. He was devoted to her and devoted to this child who wasn't even his, Mm -hmm. but he devoted his life. Now, granted, it might have been a rocky relationship, but he was devoted. And that is why I think that is Frank's love language. All right. All right. I'll I'll give you that. I'll I'll co-sign. Really? I'll co-sign. I'm not going to say you're wrong, but... I may, all right, can we at least agree to this? What? Quality time is second. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, come on. I don't know. Oh, that's crap. That's oh, crap. I, you you won't even give me second. You just need to read Voyager. No, I don't read it. Okay, I mean, fine. I you'll just need, watch season three. Th- listen, and, the only way I'm reading the know. book, the only, way, the only way I'm reading the book is if our Patreon goal is met. I know. And uh, we have not gotten there yet. Okay. So so, so we'll keep going, but I definitely think acts of service would be frank. Now, these are all just up for debate. Sure. And we would love to hear your thoughts about these couples, about Frank, about your love language. So, of course, these comments would be best suited to head on over to the Outlandercast blog at outlandercastblog.com and find the five love languages post written by our lovely janet reynolds but this was a fun conversation you know february 14th came and went but i feel like the whole month of february is really something that is great for for the topic of love whether it's friendships uh your relationships with your family members or your special someone i just love talking about love because this month can get pretty darn dreary you want to know what our uh well you already know what it is but the, the listeners what our wedding song was what was it, my darling? Reese was just singing it. All you need is love. That's right. That was our wedding song, and that's kind of how we live our lives here. Whenever, whenever something goes wrong, Mary always looks at me and says, listen, all you need is love, man. Come here, Reese. 
Nice. And she's, you know what? She's not wrong. She's That's right. not wrong. All you need is love. Wait, hey, I want you to sing again. Come here, McFly. Can you come and sing Outlander? Come sing Outlander. Sing. I just got the car out. Okay, can you sing, sing, sing me a song? Sing me a song of the last that is gone. Stay together, be I. Got pretty, pretty good <laughs> with some of those notes. He's singing better than I can, I'll tell you that. You know, his range is expanding. I'm really excited. When they're two, <laughs> they can't really sing that well. Now that he's three, he's got a few more notes in his pocket so thank you for dealing with our son this this very special episode hey, you know he's one of my loves hey come here come here do you like <laughs> do you like gifts or do you like when yes. mama says i love you gift <laughs> <laughs> yep yes that, that's just about right that is that's that's what it is in year three so uh yeah continue the conversation we want to know are you a fan of the five love languages what do you think about the traits and um and if you have anybody else that you think would be a good fit for this conversation like dougal does dougal have a, dougal has a, a love he has he's got love for uh he's got gayless man gayless what do you think see that man is an acts of service man. Yes. I think he's totally acts of yes, service. Yes, he is. It's, he's all about the cause. Yes. And look at that. He's act, his, his service was towards his brother mm-hmm. to give him an heir. There's one. There you go. No, I know. I agree. He's an, listen, Outlander is just full of acts of service people. What do you think, what do you think about Rupert? What, what's Rupert love language, do you think? Oh, I wonder what it would be. I feel like it would be a devotion type deal. That's the same thing. Acts of service. Yeah, Everybody. Well, that's what I'm if, saying. If you belong in Outlander, you're an acts of service person. That's basically <laughs> it. That's Those are the characters that Diana writes. I would also <laughs> say words of affirmation, too. Yeah. You know, he and he and uh, Angus were having that conversation. Okay. Or, or, or is, is Angus more of a words of affirmation kind of guy saying... I'd say some quality time. I saw those chaps. Those <laughs> boys. Chaps. Why am I saying chaps? chaps? What are you? A 60-year-old Englishman from the 1800s? I was just drinking tea. <laughs> Was it pinky out? Now that's the que- that's the key. No, no. <laughs> Ran out of whiskey. All my, right. Well, you ready to close up this uh, close up this show, my yes, love? Yes, I am, and I'm ready to get this little rascal to bed. Oh, I know we need it bad. We want to remind you all that we have a newsletter that you can sign up for on our website. And that way you get to know about all of the episodes and giveaways. And speaking of giveaways, we've got an awesome one. Droughtlander is here. It's going to be long, guys. We're not getting season three of Outlander until September. So now is the time to reread the books, listen to them on Audible, or watch seasons one and two and we have a great giveaway for season two blu-ray you can head on over to our facebook page or to our website outlandercast.com to learn more about that giveaway i look forward to giving away those those four blu-rays four people will will be getting a blu-ray two of which will be from our patreon site yes so if you go to patreon and you become a patron of outlandercast you have a far greater chance at winning one of those Blu-rays. Even if you donate as little as a dollar or two dollars, you enter the chance to be on Patreon and win one of those two. However, if you don't enter Patreon, that's okay. You just have a far less chance of winning this 
the t- Outlander season oh God, two. It's still really good chance, but guys. no, it still is a really good chance. I would agree, <laughs> uh, but it's better for when you when you, if you're a patron. Anyway, uh, I can't wait to give those those. those I know, I'm really excited because you know I haven't. I, to be honest, I haven't watched Outlander season two since it has finished. I haven't rewatched it. At I know all. it's killing me. I've been you know I've been busy with other shows. I've been watching you know Halt and Catch Fire. I've been you know watching all these other shows. It's it's hard to get back into it. You know what I mean? Because well, there's, there's such great television out now. There is, but I'm going to rein you back in. I'm going to rein you back in. Well, thank you so much to all of you who have joined our Facebook group, The Clan Gathering. If you're not there yet, head on over. There's great conversations. Until next time, ladies and gents, I'm Mary Larson. My name is Blake. And come here. Come, come here. here so you can say goodbye. Here. Say goodbye to everybody, say, buddy. Say, I'm Reese Larson. I'm Reese Larson. Do you want to say goodbye? Goodbye. And say, and you've been listening to Outlander Cast. You, you've been, you listen to Outlander Cast. <laughs> What's Outlander Cast? What it's, is it? Um, uh, is it a podcast? Yeah. And who does the podcast? Uh, who talks? Mama. And who else? Daddy. Yeah, that a boy. Do you like Outlander music? Yeah. What is it inst- good? What instrument is this? A guitar. Oh, it sounds like a guitar. What else could it be? What what instrument does Mama play that sounds like this? Mm. Is it a harp? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Want to tell everyone good night? Good night. Happy Valentine's Day. And say I'm going to bed. I'm going to bed. That's right. You are going to bed. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for uh, for listening to us. Much love. And uh, we will see you soon, hopefully, with the next installment of our Gonlander series, which will feature Rupert. I'm just going to throw that out there. It's gonna, it's, that's what's going to happen. Again, much love, everybody. Thank you so much. When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. At Stangy Law Firm, we represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri.